Welcome to the She Factor Podcast, your one-stop shop to navigating your 20s. I'm your host, Reagan All, aka my new title, your 20-something hype woman. And I'm so excited, you guys. We're going to dive into part number two of last week's episode. And then, surprise, I have a bonus episode for you guys. Don't mind me today. I'm just like last week. I'm having a little recording issues. Honestly, just the fact that I'm being lazy right now. I didn't forget anything. I could easily go over to my mom's recording studio and use it. But I literally had a five-hour doctor's appointment this morning for my egg retrieval. If you haven't heard me talk about that, I talked a lot about it with Katrina Swanson, the hormone queen on episode number 89. Let's talk periods, hormone honeys. And it's finally here. It's finally happening. I'm probably going to be doing the procedure here in the next month or two. And I think I'm going to do either a full episode or maybe just like an Instagram live. Because I was talking to the girl who did my ultrasound this morning, obviously, we were having a very intimate moment where she literally had a ultrasound scanner up my vagina. But she was saying how she's 35 and she's at the age where she's coming up on the end of her fertile years and how she wished so deeply that she would have frozen her eggs or known about all the options that you have when you're younger to make it easier for you once you're older to actually have kids, even if you wait or get married later. And one of those is freezing your eggs. So I just feel like a lot of 20-somethings don't actually know that much about the process, the procedure, the commitment financially, the commitment emotionally. There's so much to it. In the meantime, y'all should go listen to that episode with Katrina because she is amazing and seriously has taught me so much about my body that I had no idea. How sad is that, that we as women don't know the depths and the intricacies of how our bodies work. And honestly, it's so freaking cool. Side note on this, I was just talking to another one of my girlfriends today. She just got her IUD out. I obviously got mine out for the procedure a couple months ago, and I feel like a new woman. I feel so connected to myself. She was saying the same thing, that she's having the same experience now that she had hers taken out. So I'm not telling you guys to all go run and get off hormonal birth control, but I am going to refer you to Katrina because she's a great resource and she can let you know if that's the right thing for you. She's helped me so much along this journey. So anyways, that was like a very random side rant, but it's basically what I've been spending all day doing. And moral of the story, I was too tired to go actually use a microphone. So I'm sitting here in my bed recording and I'm just going to hope and pray that this sounds pristine. But the rest of the episode will be all nice and pretty and beautifully recorded in the professional podcast studio. Don't worry, it's only my little rant at the beginning. But a couple other things before we dive into part two of last week's episode titled, I quote, sometimes you get so caught up in who you're becoming that you forget who you are. So before we dive into this whole second part, That is actually going to be very fun, very exciting. I have some journaling prompts. I have a meditation at the end. If that's not your thing, you should still do it and just follow along with the journal. It's going to be a fun episode, you guys. And I feel like I've been pretty dark and stormy around here lately. To be honest, that's just kind of how my life has been. I feel like I've been reflecting that all on you guys. So don't worry. We are looking up. Things are looking a little bit more uplifting and inspiring. I've been in a little creative flow this week, just getting back into the swing of things, being back in Colorado. I don't officially move back here until August 6th. You would know that if you listened to last week's episode that I'm moving back for a couple months to deal with a lot of this health stuff that I have going on, including my egg retrieval. 
It just feels good to be home. And I get this like new spark of inspiration every time I come home. I feel like everything just kind of like melts away. All of the worries, the stress and all the stuff that's going on in my life. So I'm just really grateful and excited for this next chapter of my life, of She Factor, of all the things. Okay, I keep getting off topic because my brain is not in podcast recording mode. The other thing I was going to say, and then I promise we'll get to the rest of the episode. Number one, I think I might have mentioned this last week as well, but the In My 20s series, you guys, is going so well. It's so much fun. I feel like you guys have been loving it because the content has just sparked such incredible conversations with me in the DMs, with people in the comments, just people reaching out. I just love the direction that this is taking us, that this is taking She Factor. We've been moving. We have been shaken. We have been growing. We went on TikTok, you guys. I know I made the TikTok leap. Wow. I never expected myself to say that out loud, but we're doing all the things. I've just been feeling so inspired by you guys sharing your stories with me, not me just talking at you, not just me trying to create content out of thin air. This is your content. You're the ones submitting this. You're the ones that are providing the value. And I absolutely freaking love it. So I want you to keep going. I want you to keep doing that. Please submit your stories, submit your confessions, your embarrassing moments, your biggest wins, your most proud accomplishments, maybe some of the biggest challenges you faced. Hey, if you want to come on the podcast and have a moment like I did last week where you get freaking vulnerable, let's do it. Just send me a DM, reach out to me, hello at thesheetfactor.com. Whatever you choose to do, I'd love to create the space for you to come and share your 20-something experience with the rest of us. I have some really, really fun ideas coming up, some really great offers that I think you guys are going to love. It's all coming together. It's all beautifully coming together. Um, Okay, number two, I also announced this week on my own personal Instagram that I'm going to be doing some one-on-one mentorship. And the truth is, you guys, I've just been having so many conversations over the last couple of weeks, honestly, even months about just little things, little things that go into being a podcast host or a business owner, or just honestly being in your 20s about self-care, about wellness, about wanting to turn your passion into a business, whatever it is. I feel like so many of you guys have turned to me for that support and that advice. And I am so honored, one. And two, I just really feel and have been feeling honestly since April or May. I don't even know. It's been a while. You can ask all my business coaches. I feel like I brought it up to them all at least once that I just love serving people and I love giving back and I love doing it on the scale that I get to do that with She Factor. But there's also a lot of magic and really intimate, special moments that happen one-on-one. Obviously, you guys have been hearing for the last several weeks about all the things that I've moved through as an entrepreneur and as a 20-something. I want to help anyone out there who's looking for any support or advice or guidance to not go through what I went through. If I can just do that one thing, if I can just help people not make the same mistakes I did, that's all that matters. Anyways, I feel like I've learned so much from my coaches, my mentors, my masterminds, everything I've been a part of in the last two years. And I want to share all of that wisdom and knowledge that I gained from those experiences with you. So if you're interested in just a free 15 minute consultation, even just talk about it and just hear how we might be able to work together, I will put the link in the show notes, or you can just go to my Instagram, click the link in my bio and click on -on one-on-one mentorship. 
the best part about this is I just wanted to make it easy and simple. So I literally have nothing figured out about it and we're just gonna figure it out case by case. However, I can support you, whatever you need. That's what's gonna happen. So some examples just really quick of ways that I might be able to support you, things that I might be able to help you with. Maybe it's community building, women empowerment. Guys, I hope I'm good at that. Um, Conscious entrepreneurship and podcasting, if you don't really know what that is, basically means that you are approaching entrepreneurship or podcasting or whatever your path is with yourself in mind first. So you're focusing on self-care, you're giving yourself space, you're not in the grind and the hustle 24-7, and you're also just being really aware of your intuition, following the path in front of you, exactly how your soul and your body and your spirit and your mind and just your whole entire being feels like is best for you. So that's what conscious entrepreneurship podcasting means. I can help with networking, collaboration, sponsorships, developing a brand, developing brand voice, maybe a strategy, being a powerful podcast host, you guys. Duh. I'm just kidding. But I really do feel like I've learned so much about podcasting throughout the last two years because it has literally been two years next month. I also was a broadcast journalism major in college. I'll just toot my own horn a little bit here. So there's a lot that goes into the way you talk and, and the words you use, which I'm still working on because you guys know I repeat the same words over and over again. But even just the way that you talk to people when no one's around. Obviously, I'm in an empty room right now and I feel like I'm having a conversation with someone. So There's a lot that goes into that. I can help you with that. If you are wanting to start a podcast, I can also help you with the logistics, the platforms and the recording and the editing and all that stuff too. I won't do it personally, but I can refer you to the right places and resources that will help you do it on a budget or in whatever way that you want to. Um, Virtual events, multimedia production, membership, subscription boxes, digital products, self-care, holistic wellness, passion, purpose, self-growth, Vision, goal-setting, clarity, self-discovering archetypes. Mm, Self-discovering archetypes is my ish, you guys. I love talking about that stuff and I've actually done a lot of training on it. So if you're like just a little curious about who you are and you want to dig into that, we can do that too. Anyways, pretty much anything that you see me doing on my Instagram through She Factor, I'm here to support you through it. So go book your free consult if that sounds interesting to you, if that calls your name you feel inclined to just have a free 15-minute conversation, let's do it. And last but not least, and then we'll finally dive into this episode. You guys, I feel like I've been so rambly lately. I'm And I apologize to anyone who's been watching my Instagram stories. I think last week's podcast episode was a little rambly, but I just feel like I've kept so much in for the last several months that it's all just starting to pour out. But last but not least, I mentioned last week that that video, that recording that I played for you in the middle of the episode, that I would upload a piece of it onto my Instagram so you guys could feel like you were there in that moment a little bit with me because it truly is by far the most vulnerable moment that I think I've ever had here on the podcast and just out in the public in general. So you can go find that on my personal Instagram. Honestly, I uploaded it without even watching it because I just hate watching myself on video and especially listening to myself in moments like that. No, thank you. So hopefully it's okay. Hopefully I'm not completely airing out my dirty laundry, but I really appreciate all of your guys' support. I mean, the outpouring of love and appreciation and kind words and also so many of you telling me that you're going through so many similar things than I am. I hear you. I receive all of that. And I'm just so honored to be in the position that I'm able to tell my story, that I'm able to inspire others to tell their story. 
where I can even just offer one person a little bit of clarity or assurance that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So I just wanted to say thank you to you guys for allowing me to get really, really vulnerable last week. I'm gonna get a little bit, a little bit vulnerable today, but we're gonna have some fun. All right, on that note, let's dive in. Part number two, we're gonna talk all about your inner child. Get ready and let's do this thing. And our 20s are so much about unlearning everything that we've been spoon-fed, yes, spoon-fed, up to this point so that we can return to the core of who we really are. So I wanna talk a little bit more about that and specifically our inner child. To preface, I am not a psychologist or a therapist or anything close to either of those things. And this work may bring up some trauma for you. So I want to be sure that you are going into this with caution and that you have resources available if you need them. Um, Two of my favorite resources specifically for mental health and therapy are Maven Clinic and BetterHelp. They're just great resources for on-demand therapy if you need it. I will link those in the show notes so that as you're working through this or listening to this, if anything comes up, know that one, of course, you have a safe space in coming to me and talking to me about it, but also you have a professional to help you through that too. To start off this conversation, I would love for you all to go find one of your favorite photos of yourself as a kid. Either go search for one after you listen to this and come back to the prompts and the activities that I'm going to lead you through, or pause this right now, go find one to keep near you as you listen if you can. I know it sounds really weird, but I promise you it will make all of this way more impactful. So what is this concept of your quote unquote, inner child. Essentially, what it is, is we are all born with the gifts of creativity, imagination, play, exploration, and curiosity. And as kids, we are able to act on these gifts super freely, going out, discovering happiness, belonging, connection, community through those gifts. And they serve us really well in childhood. And We use that play and imagination and curiosity to dream and to learn and to grow. And in fact, I read that a study at UCLA found that on average, at age five, we engage in creative tasks 98 times a day. We laugh 113 times and we ask 65 questions. But by age 44, those numbers fade to two creative tasks a day, 11 laughs, and six questions. Like, what the hell? How can that drastic change happen? I know that's a lot of years of life, but that does not sound like a very joy-filled life to me. So why does this happen? Because life freaking happens, you guys. Life happens. And for me, um, it looked a little like this. All right, just bear with me promise you I will bring this full circle. On the outside, for me, it was divorce, exposure to drug and alcohol abuse and addiction, a custody battle that lasted 10 years, moving to new schools constantly, being lied to, cheated on, manipulated in relationships, throwing myself into relationships way too young. I was sexually assaulted in high school. And then I relived that trauma over and over again as I tried to make it through college while also trying to make it through a civil lawsuit against him. 
taking on leadership responsibilities, realizing my own struggles with alcohol in college, being in that environment all the time, being miserable and unfulfilled in my first job post-grad, which I obviously already talked about, quitting that job to work for my mom, and then burning out from throwing myself into that job that I felt so passionately about. So yeah, it's a freaking lot. But I tell you all of this, not to throw myself a pity party, because I feel like I've been doing enough of that on the podcast these days, but to show you how all of that, all of those things were really all about this, what I'm about to share with you. They were all about feeling like I wasn't enough, desperately trying to be seen, heard, loved, nurtured. Like that's it. All of that stuff on the outside was so simple. It was really as simple as that on the inside. As a kid, I loved to play make-believe in any way possible, like house, Barbies, school, hotel, dress up, superstar, you name it. I love to do it. And I think it was because I really liked the idea of living a life other than my own. Obviously, I was going through all of that stuff as a kid, mostly the parent stuff. And I loved fantasizing about my life and all of my dreams of doing big things and not thinking once about how I was going to get there. But through all of those big and little moments we experience in our lifetime, all of those outside things I just shared with you, we slowly start to lose that innocence. We start to lose that dream, that love to play and make believe and fantasize about our life and the big things that we want to accomplish. And that spark of dreaming and imagination and joy gets dimmed and dimmed and dimmed in order to protect ourselves from being hurt or even from trauma or neglect that we experienced before we were old enough to even understand what that was or what it meant. And in your 20s, this all starts to bubble up. So think about it like this. I actually heard this from my very first business coach I worked with, Jen Thurman. She's been on a couple episodes of the podcast, so go check those out. When you're born, we're like a closed fist. We're in a safe little cocoon, naive to all the bad stuff going on in the world around us. And then each one of those moments or events that I referenced earlier, those outside things, breaks open the fist just a little bit, leaving us just a little more vulnerable than we were before each time. And when we're in our 20s, we try to close that fist back up again as we embark on this new journey by ourselves, the real world, the adulting. But instead of having parents or loved ones or whatever was there to protect us like we did when we were little, we have to protect ourselves for really the first time in our lives. For some people, maybe not, but for a lot of us, for the first time in our lives. So we tell ourselves that we're not good enough or that only we were this or that we'd be seen, heard, loved, safe. But those feelings don't serve us anymore because they're keeping us from growing into the beautiful woman, or if we're going to go with that cocoon analogy, butterfly that is waiting to break out of that broken cocoon that we're stuck in. Um, if you're not following, don't worry. I get it. It might sound a little bit foreign and weird to you, all of this stuff. And 
it did to me too. And it's taken me a lot of time to process. So don't worry. I am going to simplify this a little bit. Don't turn me off yet. And even if you get it, still follow along because I think it really starts to just get specific and hit home. And I want you to just go into the rest of this podcast thinking, how does this all relate back to you personally? Okay. So our inner child or the little you is the innocent part of you. It's about all of the feelings and the primal needs that we have as a child. So, you know, that vulnerability and innocence, the deep feeling and sensitivity that we have when we're that young, the curiousness and creativeness and playfulness that we embody. We crave that love, recognition, and validation. And as kids, we really desire connection and safety. But at the same time, we are so open-minded as kids. I mean, the criticism and the judgment and the jealousy, like it hasn't started to come to fruition yet as your inner child or that little you. And we're in total expression of who we are, whether it be in complete anger, throwing ourselves on the floor, having a tantrum, in sadness. I remember bawling my eyes out every night. Well, I thought it was every night, definitely wasn't. So sad, so sad that my dad wasn't there or that I wasn't able to be with my mom because she was traveling, like really, really in total expression of that sadness, but also in complete expression of joy. Like think about your most joyful moments as a kid. Like those moments, they should bring you a smile to your face right now. They should give you butterflies. They should like give you goosebumps. Think about what really brought you that unconditional joy as a kid. But unfortunately, as children, Many of us also didn't receive that love and validation that we needed to become secure adults in the future. And we start to self-sabotage in order to overprotect ourselves. We do that through self-defeating behaviors, loss of control over our behavior and our reactions, just really unable to control it, impatient, impulsive. We can even become self-centered and focused on having our needs met so much so that we sabotage our inner growth and we fight change. We're basically overprotecting that inner child by pushing love away. I mean, raise your hand if you've pushed love away because you're afraid to get hurt. So then in response to that emotional or psychological neglect that we feel from all of those experience moments, stories that I was talking about, those outside things, We start to believe certain things about ourselves or we change our behavior in order to feel loved and whole again. And that can show up in so many different ways as an adult. It can show up as a deep-seated belief that you are broken. It can come up as a fear of abandonment, loss of love. It can come up as feeling insecure, having really low self-esteem. Maybe it's the loss of ourselves in an attempt to gain approval from others. Bing, bing, bing. Guess who's one that one is? That's mine. Seeking that instant gratification, whether that be through substances like alcohol, maybe it's shopping, spending money, distractions, procrastination. You can experience anxiety when you go outside of your comfort zone. Maybe you're a people pleaser. If you haven't listened to the episode with Cheyenne Baker, perfectionism coach, I mean, Go listen to that one if you're a people pleaser. That one will hit home. It can show up as not having a strong sense of identity, maybe deliberately like being in conflict with people around you, or maybe you're a hoarder of things, emotions, people, and you have to, and you have a really hard time letting go. Um, 
I'm going to keep going because I think that it's important to realize maybe how these are showing up in your life. You can feel inadequate as a woman. Maybe that has to do with your fertility even. I mean, I'm obviously getting my eggs frozen and that's a big piece of it is we can feel so inadequate as women if we're not getting married and settling down and having kids and doing what our bodies were supposed to do. Like, screw that. You know, we don't, we don't need to do that to feel adequate, but that's what this response to this self-sabotage and these beliefs do to us. They make us believe things about society, about ourselves. Maybe you are constantly criticizing yourself for your supposed inadequacy, or maybe you're unforgiving to yourself. You're rigid, you're a perfectionist. You have a hard time committing or trusting or loving. Um, I think a big, big one, and this will be the last one that I talk about in this piece of the podcast, but I think a lot of us, it shows up as these deep abandonment issues and we cling, 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 cling onto relationships or friendships, even when they're toxic. And I think this is the number one, other than maybe people pleasing and perfectionism, I think this is the number one thing we do in our 20s because we're so desperately afraid of losing that time of our life, losing pieces of who we used to be, letting go of that safety net. Even though it's not a good relationship, it's keeping us safe. It's keeping us where we used to be. And I can raise my hand for that one. I mean, I can name 15 instances of that over the last two years. It can show up in a lot of a lot of different ways. And they call this, quote unquote, hardening of the mind or an emotional response they called psychochlorosis. The truth is you were born with the drive to play and create. You were born as that inner child, that part of us that is naturally able to be connected to that enthusiasm and curiosity and creativity that we experienced as actual, as actual children, that part of us, that's our inner child. And it is always still within us. You might've forgotten about it. You might've forgotten about that impulse, but it is still there inside of you, girlfriend. I guarantee you as far away as you may have gotten from that inner child, it is always, always there. We were actually really never intended to grow up into the kinds of adults that most of us have become. Those adults that I just blew through the list of things that we have become of beliefs that we now have. We are intended to remain childlike, as odd as that sounds. But it's true. We are designed to grow and develop in ways that emphasize rather than minimize those childhood traits. And I'm going to list off a bunch of these traits for you because these traits are already within you. So as I read them off, remember, you have these inside of you. You can feel and embody and embrace and tap into these traits, these gifts at any moment, but it takes hard work, hard inner work, which we'll get into in a second. But traits like loving and being loved, friendship, curiosity, a sense of wonder. Oh, I love kids and their sense of wonder. I love it. My siblings are the funniest. I absolutely have had so much fun with them the last week, just stepping into that playfulness and that imagination and creativity and open-mindedness and more traits like flexibility. Just think about how flexible kids are. Like they'll just go with the flow. I mean, obviously sometimes emotions get in the way, but like we're learning those come from somewhere. Experience 
experimenting, like experimenting with different ideas or beliefs or, um, I don't know, just different ways of being when we're a kid. Um, resiliency, kids are so freaking resilient. Sense of humor, joyfulness, laughter, tears, honesty, truth, vulnerability, optimism, just that like compassionate intelligence of like putting others before ourselves or um, showing others that compassion when we need to most as kids. Honestly, like dancing and singing and performing and just being, whether it be writing or just being our true authentic selves, living in that joy, whatever brings us happiness. Maybe for you, it was drawing or art or sports even. I mean, whatever those traits may be, that joy is always within us. We just have to find it. The beauty is though, that as we grow up and start to do the inner work, we can unlearn, like I said earlier, your 20s are about unlearning, all of the stories and beliefs conditioned to protect us over the years and to tap into those traits and gifts that are still within us. Our natural born state of love, enthusiasm, curiosity, creativity, compassion. I know I keep repeating those words, but those words, gifts, traits are the expression and embodiment and like basic core of who we are as human beings, as children. And we can use those traits and gifts to enhance our quality of life, our well-being, and our happiness as an adult. Okay, I'm going to repeat that because I kind of got jumbled with my sentences there, but you can unlearn all the stories and beliefs that we've conditioned ourselves to incorporate into our life over the years. We can unlearn those things and then we can tap into those traits, those traits like playfulness and open-mindedness and resiliency and laughter and tears and honesty and truth, all those things I just listed to you. We can tap into those traits and gifts at any point of our lives to enhance our quality of life, our well-being, and our happiness as an adult. Creativity and play, doing those things help you gain confidence and self-understanding and self-esteem. Think about when you were being your most creative self as a kid, when you were in that fun, playful spirit. You're gaining that confidence of who you are and what you love and what brings you joy. Those things increase our concentration. They help us learn to take risks and create balance and order and beliefs and understanding about the world around us. And as a kid, you can make mistakes more freely and solve problems with just more flexibility. And those skills, all of those skills enhance all of our relationships. They play a big part in how we treat other people and how we interact with other people in our life. Not only that, but play, playfulness, and that creative spirit supports innovation and invites you to savor the moment, be present, engaging in like every single part of your senses. I mean, think about being a kid, like the smells, the tastes, the sounds, the things you see, everything is so eccentric. And it helps you to see the beauty in all of the little things. It leads you to imagine unlimited possibilities of letting go of the how and dreaming as big as you can even possibly imagine as a kid. Okay, so either you're thinking, Tori, that all sounds really woo-woo and most of that sounded like gibberish to me, or hopefully you're thinking, holy shit, 
it all makes so much sense now. <laughs> now I want to know how I can channel my inner child. Girlfriend, tell me now. Hopefully you're thinking that. I think you are. So you hear me talk a lot about inner work on the podcast and I talk about it constantly. I think partially due to the fact that it's a huge part of the framework that we teach at She Factor, but also partially due to the fact that I've been doing a lot, a lot, a lot of inner work over the last two years of starting She Factor. And first things first, let's just define inner work. Let's just put it out there. So quote unquote, inner work is probably defined a lot of different ways by a lot of different people. But in the books, the books that I look up, that I read, I don't know, um, the information that I've collected. So you have to take this with a grain of salt, I guess. It is defined as the act of going inside ourselves to explore our truest feelings and parts of us that may have been rejected or labeled as maybe inappropriate or too much by other people. And by allowing ourselves time and space to go within, we begin peeling back our everyday coping mechanisms. So maybe it's being avoidant, maybe it's numbing our feelings, um, maybe it's being confrontational. And by peeling back those coping mechanisms, we're able to fully accept and integrate our subconscious into our consciousness. And okay, that part sounds a little bit woo-woo. So simply put, by calling our stories what they are, by detaching meaning along the way through healing ourselves and healing the things that we've been through, the stories and the beliefs that we have, we are able to fully accept and embody our inner child as she is, as they are, and finally bring our true authentic self into reality and existence. When we're able to have that really healthy dialogue between our inner child and our adult self, that's where the magic happens. So we can become connected to our body sensations and our emotions. We can identify and communicate our emotions in general. We're able to identify our needs and make requests without anger over reaction and just have that open filling conversation with people in our lives. We can remain true to ourselves, even in any conflict that we're experiencing. We can become just really honorable of ourselves and able to set boundaries and know what's best for us and to give space to our inner child, to have those big feelings without shutting them down, to dream those big dreams without saying they're impossible or that we're not good enough. And most importantly, when we have this healthy dialogue between our inner child and our adult self, we can finally practice self-love and self-care. When we are avoiding addressing our past pains and experiences, and when we feel alone with them, they transform into behaviors destructive to ourselves and our environment and to people around us, such as whether being a workaholic, being an alcoholic, being racist, or even, hello, burning out when we're doing what we love. It's so important, so important to remind ourselves that we are not wrong or bad. We did nothing wrong as kids. We need to heal that shame that comes with just having feelings, just feeling. Going back to that video that I played for you guys earlier, like we get lost in just feeling. We don't let ourselves just feel. And we need to let go of the shame that's attached with just freaking feeling whatever we're feeling. And our inner child is just trying to protect us from what we experienced as a kid. 
So by healing, the positive traits of our inner child have so much more room to shine. We can unlock our natural gifts, our inner curiosity, our limitless capacity to love, to be loved. We can connect back to that inner compass of who we are and always have been. And if you haven't taken the silhouette quiz, that should give you a great idea of where to start with understanding who you are and maybe your motivations and why you are the human you are. I want to leave you now that I've word vomited all about your inner child and my life story and all of the things that I've been going through in my 20s, especially the last two years, aka like also seven months. Um, I'm going to leave you with a couple exercises to explore this on your own. I know it's a lot. Um, it's a lot, a lot. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of things to consider. So I want to leave you with some of the exercises that I've been using to move through this last couple months and that have really been transformational for me. And I'm even going to leave you a free journal in the show notes for you to have all this written out and work through on your own time, because I think it's really important that you give yourself the space and time to um, just, yeah, move through it at whatever pace you feel necessary, because things are going to come up. Things are going to feel icky. You're going to need to talk through certain things. You're going to need to just sit alone with certain things. And I want to give you the space to do all that. So free journal in the show notes, all of this written out, but um, we're going to talk about reawakening your inner child. You can do this through a variety of things. You can do it through breath work and mindfulness. You can do it through um, channeling that creativity, maybe coming back to some of the things you did as a kid, practicing visualization. I did a lot of journaling. That's a lot of how I moved through this. But now, obviously in this moment, I'm going to just talk you through some of these exercises and you can do them. You can manifest them. You can do whatever you want with them. So on that note, the first one is actually an exercise inspired by my girl, Oprah, and is meant to bring you joy and connect you to clues hidden in our childhood tendency, our childhood wants and behaviors that can actually reveal your life path and purpose. Who we are as children can tell us so much about ourselves, you guys. I mean, if you haven't noticed throughout this whole podcast, but connecting with our inner child and illuminating our true gifts can show us so much behind our mindset, our drive, our motivation. I mean, that's the core of why we created the silhouette quiz was it connects you to those parts of who you were and always have been as your inner child and brings light to why you are the way you are. I want you to come back. I know you maybe have forgotten about that little photo of you, that photo of little you. Hopefully you have it. If not, um, this might be a good time for you to find a photo. I want it to be a really happy photo, a photo of you that you love that brings back a happy memory or just you're doing something that you loved. The photo I chose of myself, I am playing dress up. As I said earlier, that was something I loved to do. I feel like I'm actually going to post this for you guys because I think it's super fun. Send me your pictures. I want to see your photos, you guys, of little yous. But yeah, I'm wearing like this velvet old school 90s shirt with my little bangles, with my bowl cut, um, plain dress up. I think it was honestly on Easter if my little belt on, but I want you to bring out that photo of little you. I want you to ask yourself, how does looking at that photo make you feel? What old feelings, stories, or emotions come up? 
Do you remember feeling playful and spontaneous, like really without that guilt, shame, or embarrassment that we start to tend to feel, that we start to feel, I think around middle school or your teenage years. Can you remember feeling that, that love for life? Or do you feel feelings of abandonment, being unloved, maybe some criticisms coming up? Whatever it is, I want you to work through that. Think on that a little bit. Just sit with it. And when you're done, I want you to pull out a pen and paper, or if you're like me with my new iPad, I've been obsessing over the Apple Magic Pencil, you guys. I, it's changed my whole life. Slight plug, but literally changed my life. Um, I want you to get out whatever you're writing with. I want you to describe yourself at that age. A really great way of doing this is just time traveling back to your childhood. What lit you up as a kid? What did you like to do? Maybe describe the way that you remember yourself acting around people. Maybe you were shy. Maybe you're really expressive. Um, How you thought of yourself, how you see yourself now, what you loved. I want you to just describe what you did, how you spent your time, um, how you loved others, what you remember most from being that age. Just do it all. I want you to just journal through it all. Describe yourself, girl. And then from there, make a list of things that brought you joy and spend some time daydreaming and reliving those memories as though they're happening today. What really truly brought you joy? Like for me, it was performing and dancing and singing. And I loved writing and I loved being in those make believe moments and the playing of house or school or whatever it was. I loved dressing up my dogs. That's no surprise. But I want you to really just spend some time dreaming and reliving those memories. And then ask yourself some of these questions. How did you imagine your life looking as a kid? So what did you want to be when you grew up? How did you imagine your life as a kid? Were you rich? Were you poor? Were you married? Were you single? Did you have kids? How did you imagine your life looking like now that you're an adult? Did your life turn out exactly the way you imagined or did it turn out differently? And then in what ways would she be so proud of you, of who you are today? In what ways have you exceeded her expectations? And in what ways do you want to channel her more today in your life? And when I'm talking about she and her, I mean your inner child. What would she be proud of? How have you exceeded her expectations? And in what ways do you want to channel her more today? Something I recommend doing next is actually writing a letter to your inner child. So what would you want her to know? Maybe you want to tell her how freaking proud you are of her for the strength she's built over her lifetime that's led you right here to this moment today. Or maybe you feel like you need to apologize for living a life that's so far from what you've dreamed of. Whatever it is, just sit down and write a letter, whatever you feel like you have to get off your chest. And then next exercise, I know I'm kind of moving through these quick, but you guys, I'm going to have to make this like a five-part episode if I don't wrap this up soon. So um, next exercise, and as I said, this is all in the journal too, you're going to want to get an outside perspective. So I actually did this last week and it was really cool, a really beautiful experience. And I'm going to do a fun episode on this at the end of August. So I won't reveal too much right now, but I encourage you to do this shortly after you journal on the questions I just gave you so that it's fresh in your mind. But I want you to reach out to three to five of the closest women in your life. I reached out to women that I saw as role models, mother figures, older sister figures, um, people that were just really impactful in who I am and who I've become as a woman. 
And I want you to ask them how they remember little you. So for example, I asked them, one, what sort of child was I? Mannerisms, characteristics, energy, hobbies, etc. Two, what was your favorite memory of me as a child? Three, what stood out to you about me the most? Four, who did you think I'd become as an adult? Five, in what way are you proud of me today? Number six, what advice do you feel like I should have as I move forward? And number seven, I just threw this in for shits and gigs. Please share any advice, confessions, moments, stories from your 20s. Just a fun little bonus question, honestly, unrelated to me, but I think it's really fun to hear that advice from people you admire and look up to. So then deep breath for the next exercise and the last exercise, I'm going to lead you through a little guided meditation to channel your inner child. If meditation isn't your thing, totally get it. Go listen to the last episode on meditation. I think it's um, two episodes ago, actually, with Jenna Reese. It's a good one. Um, really debunks the myths and stories and beliefs that we have about meditation. But if it's still not your thing, you can download the freebie and work through the questions as journal prompts. Um, this is really all just about self-forgiveness and acceptance. So before I start the meditation, because I do want to end with the meditation, I'll leave you with some last closing thoughts on all of this. It has been a freaking lot. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I'm not sorry, actually. It's been really amazing for me to just sit down in front of this mic and work through this stuff. I mean, like I said, I've been working through it a lot the last couple of months, but not publicly. It's been really personal. So it feels so amazing to finally share it with you guys. And I'm so excited to hear all about your guys' journeys, your inner child little you. I want to see the pictures. I want to know who she is. I want to know how proud of her you are, um, how proud of you she is. I think that's where I was going with that. I want to know all the things, but here's my last final closing thoughts. Um, what you've been through, it did happen. No matter how it's remembered or told by others, your story is your story and your feelings are always valid. But the key to living a happy life is to release those stories and those feelings and to heal them so that you can finally take the lessons and the gifts that they gave you and allow yourself to live the life that you've always dreamed of, to be free of all of those things that are limiting you and holding you back. And if you take anything, anything away from this episode, from all of this, it's just to live with more joy and to do more of what makes you really freaking happy. What made you happy when you were little that still brings you joy today? And don't be afraid to just be vulnerable, get silly, have some fun with this. Like this is what it's all about. That is what your inner child is all about. What this inner work is all about. It's about coming back to those roots of like just being ourselves without any any judgment, any limiting beliefs any care in the world about what other people think of us. This is about you and only you. So have fun with it. Your 20s are a time of constant evolution, self-exploration, reflection, and your inner child is in there somewhere. It may take some time to find her again, but that is 100% normal and 1000% okay. But no, she's in there. She is waiting to be released and to live life to the fullest and to help you become the baddest bitch, the best 
freaking woman you could ever be. So let her loose, let her out, let her go live her fucking life. Just be free of all of those things. On the flip side, if you want to move through this, if you're like, I need some serious help, maybe you just want to talk about it. Feel free to book a one-on-one mentoring session with me, you guys. This is a new thing and I can't wait. Um, Like I said, I'm not trained psychologist, coach, any of those things. Um, But a lot of this stuff can bring up major trauma. So I recommend if it did going and talking to a licensed therapist. But if you're just seeking some more clarity or want some support, we can work through it together. Um, You can just go to the link in my bio. I'll put my link in the show notes as well. Um, I'm offering mentorship and I'd call it mentorship over coaching. It's not really coaching, but just um, being that sounding board for you to work through whatever you're working through, whether it be business, podcasting, community building, any of this inner work, self-care, wellness, burnout. Um, I've got a full list, full list for you. If you click on my link, um, you can book a free 15-minute discovery call so we can learn about your goals and where you want to go with it. But I am very excited to offer that to you guys. Um, It's been something I've been wanting to do for a while. So it feels really good to put it out there into the world. Um, Okay, back to my last final thought. So by doing this work, you're making space. You heard me talk about earlier, potentially this real estate in your mind. There is quite literally real estate up there. And by doing this work, you are making space. You are selling off those houses that are holding you down and opening up fresh real estate for deeply profound growth and healing that is not going to be quick and it's not going to be easy, but that's the thing about healing. You're always going to be healing, learning, unlearning, growing, reflecting. That is why we call it your journey to sheep. And sometimes we feel like we're taking five steps forward and three steps back. And I just want you to know that you're never actually moving backward. Each day, each moment, each lesson is a step forward and a step towards your future. And the only person who thinks that you're moving backwards is you. Trust me, that is your inner critic talking. It's always progress, no matter what. Be super proud of yourself for how far you've come in all of this and keep on channeling your little you. No matter how old you get, life should be fun. It should be playful and creative and exciting. And I don't want you to lose touch with that spark of joy because it's always within you. And even if you do lose touch with that spark of joy, know that it is always literally right there within touch. And you can reignite it whenever you need to. All you have to do is do a little inner work, not as easy as it sounds, but it's there. It's accessible. It's yours if you want it. All right, let's do this meditation. And then I am closing out y'all. Holy cow. What an episode. All right. I hope you enjoyed this meditation. Um, Break out the journal if that's more your thing. And I will see you next week for some interviews and some fun stories about your 20s. Love you all. I want you to first start by getting grounded in your seat. Put your feet on the ground, feel your toes, scrunch up against the ground, whether it be your carpet or grass or hardwood floor. Just make sure those feet are planted to the ground so you can let the rest of your body just relax. 
And I want you to take one huge deep breath, the biggest deep breath that you've taken all day. In through the nose. Hold at the top and then out of your mouth. Just let it all go. And as I start to talk you through this meditation, I want you to keep taking those really deep breaths. I will cue you to start breathing normally, but for now, inhale through the nose. Try to inhale for four seconds. In. One, two, three, four. Hold at the top for one, two, three, four. And release it all, make a sound, whatever sound you wanna make. Out, one, two, three, four. Your inner child is sensitive and vulnerable. So it's really important to pay attention to your inner child's fears and insecurities, as well as all the joys and feelings of wonder that come up when we're connecting with our inner child. I want you to continue to check in with yourself and ask, how am I feeling right now? How am I really feeling? And I want you to allow yourself to witness your thoughts. And as we start to move into our next part of the meditation, you can let your breath return to its natural state. I want you to repeat after me and say the first answer that comes to mind for you at the end of each statement I say. Something I am judging, blaming, or shaming myself over is. I want to forgive myself so that I can feel. What do you want to feel? When I made those choices in the past, I was coming from a place of fill in whatever experience you were having, whether it be fear, anxiety, insecurity, anger, when I made those choices in the past, I was coming from a place of what emotional experience were you having when you were making those choices in the past? So really allow yourself to witness the thoughts that rise and fall within your mind when I repeated those statements. Your inner child may or may not decide to reveal the answer to you throughout this meditation, but remember to be patient, loving, and accepting. If your inner child doesn't want to reveal the answer, embrace that. It is so important that your inner child feels safe, secure, and ready, and presents all of the answers on her own time. Now, I wanna give your inner child some gratitude and appreciation for what she has been through. Ignite that spark to reconnect you with your feelings so that you can continue on your healing journey. And if it feels silly to try and connect with the feelings you had as a kid, now as an adult, that is okay. That's your inner critic speaking, girlfriend. It's important to listen to this voice, but at the same time as listening to the voice of your inner child. All of these voices deserve to be heard, and by listening to them, you'll give them the space to shape how you're feeling right now, today, in this moment. Again, I want you to repeat after me and say the first answer that comes to mind for you at the end of each statement. I now know that I was doing the very best I could with the tools I had. And I see that my inner child was in desperate need of fill in the blank it can be safety, love, validation, reassurance, empathy, nurturing. 
as an adult, I am going to help nurture that need in my inner child by. Maybe it's appreciating yourself for five things each day. Maybe it's doing a five to 10 minute meditation daily. Maybe it's cooking yourself a healthy meal, taking a walk in nature, setting up a virtual coffee date with a friend. Maybe it's taking a bath and listening to gentle music, having tea and journaling. Maybe it's going to bed earlier, drinking more water, taking care of your priorities, honoring your commitments or your boundaries. Maybe it's only committing to things that feel aligned for you. Maybe it's just saying no. What would you tell your inner child if you were a loving parent? Or maybe even if your inner child was your very own daughter? What would you say to her? Now I want you to tell yourself this. I deserve that same forgiveness too, that same compassionate love that I gave to that inner child as a loving parent or maybe as the parent of my very own daughter. And I am proud of myself for. What are you proud of yourself for? Now, what are three things that you acknowledge yourself for today? Maybe it's for just being present or showing up and listening to this podcast. Maybe it's for listening to the whole podcast or staying on for the meditation when you didn't want to. What three things can you acknowledge yourself for today? Next, I want you to create a self-loving affirmation for today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this, to really embody the love that you have for that inner child. Some examples you can use, you can borrow these or you can write your own. I am unconditionally lovable. I am perfect just the way I am. I'm allowed to make mistakes. My feelings are valid. My experiences are valid. I am doing a beautiful job with my healing work. I am worthy of love and forgiveness. I am safe. I am whole. I am worthy. I am happy. I am healthy. These are your affirmations. So. I want you to just choose one affirmation that really resonates with you. One self-loving affirmation for today and tonight. And I want you to repeat that affirmation back to yourself three times. Really, really believe it. And know that you were born to experience that love and compassion, that it is your right to be happy, free of these beliefs and these criticisms as an adult. It is your right to be and embody that inner child. And by healing those beliefs and those criticisms and those stories, by healing those right now, you're creating space for the most beautiful expression of yourself and your gifts to come through and shine into the world. This process that we just went through, it may take a couple minutes, it may take an hour, it may take several days. You can do this meditation repeatedly until your inner child starts showing you some answers. You can use the free journal as a guide to continue this work on your own time and know that this meditation is here for you whenever you need it. So to close out this meditation, this practice, this exercise, take two more big deep breaths, the biggest breaths you've taken all week. In through the nose, Hold at the top and out through the mouth. And when you breathe up through the mouth, just get rid of any emotion, 
any feeling, any just ickiness, any energy, any negative thoughts, feelings, whatever is within you, I want you to just release it when you take these final big two breaths. And as you wrap up, know that this time for you, this time for healing, this reflection, this self-discovery, this inner work is always here, right here in this podcast to come back to. And that I am always here for you as well, that you have this huge community of women that support you no matter what, even though you don't know who they are, they are here for you. The She Factor community is right there cheering you on every step of the way and helping you achieve your fullest expression, your best, most beautiful life, self, everything. Everything is right there, right there waiting for you. One last deep breath in through the nose. (sighs) Out through the mouth. All right, ladies, I hope you enjoyed that meditation and that's all she wrote, although it was a freaking lot. I love you all and I will see you next week. Hey girl, thank you so much for listening to the She Factor podcast. Everything we do here at She Factor is for you to unite, excite, and cheer each other on as we create a life we love together. We'd love for you to rate, review, and share the podcast if this helped you in any way on your journey to She. And you can DM or email us a screenshot of your review for a special treat from Team She. Looking for more than your weekly dose of She Factor? Find us on social media at The She Factor or head to our website, thesheefactor.com to keep up with all the latest trends on our blog, subscribe to our daily She newsletter, RSVP to our next virtual event, and join our She membership for an all-access pass to your virtual girl gang. Follow me at Torreganall for a behind-the-scenes look at all things She and slide into my DMs to share how I can support you on your journey. See you next week.